Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. Boy, is it another day. It's always another day, though. Every day I get up, it's It's funny how that works. Yes, one day ends, another day begins. It's it's amazing. But, um, you know, things in life should, you know, have have shelf life. And apparently I, news... I think we, before we get into the heavy stuff, I think we deserve a little... A little a chuckle. Um, you know, uh, it, it happens to the best of us. Uh, and I say that uh, honestly. Uh, Brian Kilmeade... Very successful guy on Fox, one of the uh, co the best of us though. He's the one of the co-hosts of Fox and Friends. Has been for, uh, I guess, decades. He's been doing it forever. Um, he's also, uh, I guess, he has a show on the weekend. And whenever somebody's sick, he seems to be the guy they go to to fill in. I mm-hmm. think he does everything but take out the trash, and he may be doing that too at Fox. But so uh, I started. Yeah. He must be a little. <laughs> He must be a little tired. I heard that. Um, because they were showing the uh, count yesterday uh, of the uh, speaker vote, you know, on television. They were ca- carrying the feed right. live. And you're going to hear a little bit of it. And then I want you all to listen to the very end when they get to Representative Bacon, who is a rhino, who uh, is one of the holdouts. Uh, and we'll talk about that later. Um uh, I want you to listen to the background, okay? Listen very carefully to what, uh, and this went live over Fox uh, yesterday. Listen. Jordan. Auchincloss. Jeffries. Jeffries. Babin. Jordan. Bacon. McCarthy. McCarthy. Dumbass. <laughs> Tell well, us how you right. really feel, Brian. <laughs> he is right. You know, if they don't get this together, I mean, the Dem- and the Democrats love it, and they're not going to do anything to help. They will not. Now, Republicans would go over and help the Democrats, but the Democrats will not help the Republicans. And you stupid rhinos how to figure that out. You know, it's time to get it together and put your differences aside and get, you know, a, co- a cohesive front going mm-hmm. and get the job done. I mean, there's a picture of uh, a, a Democrat uh, congresswoman sitting there holding her finger up to her head and going, <laughs> I have you a, know, uh, I have a list here of the 20 holdouts in the last vote. Oh, let's hear who and, they and, are. And by the way, some of these people live in deep red states, uh, districts rather. I mean, some of these people uh, were serious Trump districts. So what they're doing is they're going, for some reason, they're going against their constituents. And you have to ask yourself, why? Yeah, why? You know, What it, are they it, hiding? What are they afraid of that's going to come out and bite them on the butt? Are they really Republican or are they uh, turncoats or, or, do they, or do they have, I mean, you won't, people haven't said this, but I mean, does somebody have something on these people? Did they go to one too many Washington party and uh, hang from chandeliers in their underwear or something like that? And they got pictures. I mean, I don't know, but uh, here's the, the list of, uh, of people who, as of right now are holdouts. Uh, Don mm-hmm. Bacon from Nebraska's second district, Ken Buck. See ya. Of Bye Colorado's God. 4th District, Lori Chavez de Remer of Oregon's 5th District, Anthony Desposito, New York's 4th District, Mario Diaz-Balart, Florida's 26th District, 
Jake Elzey of Texas 6th District, Andrew Gabarino of New York 2nd District, Carlos Jimenez, Florida's 28th District. He says, by the way, that uh, he'll only vote for Kevin McCarthy. I mean, that, that he, he's sticking It's his, a wasted vote, so why yeah. do that? Uh, I, don't, I have no idea. Tony Gonzalez, Texas 23rd District, uh, Kay Granger of Texas 12th District, John James of Michigan's 10th district. That kind of surprises me. Mike Kelly of Mike Kelly. Mike Kelly is from Western Pennsylvania. I got to make a phone call as soon as this podcast is over. Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania's 16th district. Somebody has got to wake that guy up. Jennifer Kiggins of Virginia's 2nd district. Uh, Nick Lalata of New York's 1st district. Doug LaMalfa of California's 1st district. Michael Lala of New York's 17th District, John Rutherford of Florida's 5th District, Victoria Sparts of Indiana's 5th District, Michael Simpson of Idaho's 2nd District, and Steve Womack of Arkansas's 3rd District. No, that's the list. And if you heard uh, any names that sound familiar, like Mike Kelly of Western PA, which I've got to make a phone call, um... Get on the horn. What you do is you call the Capitol. Just call the Capitol phone number. And I think I have the Capitol phone number right here somewhere in my nice uh, stack of stuff. And you'll get an answer machine. You won't. It, it'll take you a while. Well, to you'll get, you'll get a Capitol operator. They say here's the number. Uh, you can call the Congress at two zero two 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 four three one two one. That's two zero two 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 four. Three one two one. When you call mm. them, you they'll say uh, you know, nation's capital, U.S. Capitol building, or whatever they say. Say, may what I speak the hell with? Do you want? That's yeah, what they'll say. No, they don't say. May I speak with uh, Representative so and so? And they'll put him. Yeah. They'll put you through to their office, and you'll probably get a machine there, and just say, "Hey, I'm from your district, and if you don't vote r- the correct way right now in this critical moment, if you don't get off." The sidelines, if you don't stop being a, a holdout, uh, you're not going to get back into office. And and trust me, even if I weren't, and you, th- you can do this, by the way, to each one of these guys. You can call everyone, even if they're not in your, you, you don't live in their district. Say, look at, if you don't vote the right way, and I know I don't live in your district, but if you don't vote the right way, here's what I will do. I will send money to y- your opponent, your primary opponent. Somebody comes along and says, I want to run against the holdout. I'll give that guy money because I don't want you to get a, uh, another day, another legitimate day in uh, Congress. I mean, you can you can use your money to make uh, your point, do you know? So no, I mean, the Democrats technically are in charge of Congress right now, whether you like to admit it or not, because Republicans got their heads up their derrieres. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, 20 of them do, uh, and yeah. they need to... They need to have a uh, – they know what they're doing. They know the simple fact that nothing gets done, and they know that it could go over to the Democrats. You know, Bill, you, know? you, you, you hear about the corruption in government. Mm-hmm. You wonder whether someone has said to these guys, look, it, I can make you – we can make you very rich. All you have to do is not vote for Jordan. I mean, you may not ever be in politics again. But uh, if we make it so that we get a sizable donation, would a million dollars be a good enough donation to your 
reelection campaign. I mean, you're not going to, even if you don't run again, that's your money. Yeah, it is. So, well, what was the, the, the Congress lady from uh, Arizona? She said, DC's broke. I'm done. I quit at the let's end. Let's go. Time. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. I find that interesting so, because she, I thought she was going to be someone with a real bright future. She, uh, she was um, a staunch supporter of the president, President Trump. And I thought she was going to stick around for a while. But, you know, I can see where it's awfully frustrating. Can you imagine working in that place? I, I can't, you know, Bill, I can't watch the votes. I'm sure there are people who sit all day watching the count. I, I don't think that they need to get 16 people to change their vote. Or that list I just read, 16 people have got to say, okay, I'll vote for Jordan. Well, one of them is going to change their vote to Jordan. Uh, I forget who it is. Uh, he goes, yeah, I just did it because I wanted to let people know that I was mad about McCarthy. Tomorrow, I will vote for Jordan. So it will change by a number of at least one. Yeah. Now, you got to hope that these other holdouts will sit there, you know, 16 altogether, would sit there and say, yeah, I was doing it in protest. Now I'm going to show my support. But you know what? That protest was stupid. It was oh, it really was. stupid because you've got the left media and you know they're out there. They're going to take that story. It doesn't matter if you all unified this morning. They're going to take it and they're going to run with it because we had a divided house to begin with and we're still divided and they're capitalizing on that. And then you get these smart-ass Democrats because that's what they do. They like to sit there and make fun of things. And you know, like that. Well, you know what, Chicky? Why don't you just go out and do it? I Think of how dysfunctional we look to the rest of the world. I mean, we have... We are dysfunctional. We, we have a, an administration that is not protecting us on the border. We have an administration that bailed out in Afghanistan after 20 years. They just get into office, and they like went over and pulled the plug on the whole operation. No, you know, No matter what the outcome, to hell with it, we're just leaving. Um, we have an administration that's pouring billions and billions of dollars down to the rabbit hole in the Ukraine for no good reason. And by the way, that we'll talk about this in a little while, but uh, they're having a terrible time over there, the U Ukrainian uh, forces. Uh, the Russians are winning. I'm, I hate to say that. You're not going to hear that. I think that's probably why you don't see any news anymore about the Ukraine. It's hard to find a decent story. because Everyone's talking about the Middle East. It's because... They want you to be distracted. They don't want you to see that all those billions of dollars you've donated have gone to waste. Yeah, well, it's not doing well, but you can only manufacture so much news, and they're they're like uh, they're like uh, the government, you know. Yeah. They're thinly spread. So, how many stories can they manufacture? They're fighting. We're fighting wars on every front. They're coming up with propaganda on every front. Uh, it's it's getting really. Do you really think old? they'll come to a vote? Do you think they'll vote in Jordan today? I, I, I just don't see it happening. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I just don't know how they can flip. If there, if there's a, a, a hope of a chance, it'll be this morning. If there's, an, if it doesn't happen now, you know, then we're gonna there. There will be somebody else thrown into the mix, or the Democrats will push uh, a candidate that you know we'll back this guy. Do you want to know? What I would do. You know, it, I think I, I read where a, a good number of them are from solid red districts, okay, that voted big time for Trump. 
if I were President Trump, I'd get on the horn to at least 60, to all of them, but I'd make sure that I get to the, the 16 and say, look it, here's the story. Either you back Jordan or I'm going to come out personally and I'm going to stand with your opponent, your primary guy, and your, your career in politics will be finished, period. I don't think they care. Because you know, look at, okay, there's corruption going on. Nancy Pelosi goes, yeah, I'm running again. Age is just a number. How many times was age uh, a deterrent for her talking about somebody else? But for her, it's just a number. Mm-hmm. What is what is she protecting or what is it that's so, you know, alluring that she's got to run again? Because you know what? I mean, yeah, I'm an older fellow, but she's way older than me and you. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't represent even our generation let alone, let alone the generations beneath us. It's power, so is, Bill. It's power. It's power yeah. and money because mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. and her sycophant husband, he goes and buys the stock that she sits in. I'm going to do this. And after him, I'm the only thing is, well, how much money do these people need? I think I heard that she's worth uh, $26 million. I mean, how much money do these greedy people need? I, I, I don't get it. Well, but, I guess they believe the person with the most money or most toys uh, when they die wins. Yeah. yeah, well, you know what? You don't get to take it with you, Nancy, and if you come back, you're coming back as a toad. You're already <laughs> starting to look like one. Well, there's a thought. Um, interesting thing, uh, Biden landed in, in the Middle East, I guess in Israel, a couple of hours ago. And uh, uh, I don't know whether anyone told him, but uh, he had planned on meeting with a Palestinian leader, and he had planned on meeting with the uh, the leaders in Jordan. But uh, one of the Palestinian leaders, and I guess uh, the country of Jordan, canceled the meeting. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, did they do it mid-flight before flying? I, I think they probably pulled the plug while he was in the air. Like, I I don't care what he's flying over. Uh, but I think he. I was listening to an expert. Uh, on one of the talk shows yesterday, talking a military expert, I mean, a guy who was like a general, he said, mm-hmm. I cannot believe that uh, Biden is going to the Middle East. He's putting himself in extraordinary danger. I mean, he's going to be, he he is really a target, no matter no. what the countries say. And you know, the countries have got to be ticked off. I think Jordan was actually kind of right not to have that meeting because, uh, you don't want to have the president of the United States be assassinated on your soil, you know, and that can happen in that, in that environment over there right now. Well, I mean, go ahead. Bob. It was nothing more than a photo op for, for Biden. So yeah, you know, he went, he went over there and uh, they, they canceled the uh, photo session. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see where, uh, where he goes from here. I mean, he'll probably sit down with Israel for a, a bit and Israel's being very patient with with Biden. Uh I I don't know whether uh our country would wait around for uh like let's say England to come over if if we were attacked in, on 9/11 and we decided not to do anything until we talked to the officials of, let's say from England uh the people would have gone bananas, right? But mm-hmm. Israel's being patient. They're allowing this guy to go over. I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna say, "Look at uh, we're giving you a lot of money. We want you to uh, uh, make make very sh- very certain that you uh, 
maintain a certain level of humanity throughout this. But I mean, you know, war is not a, a humane thing. Well, it, let it me just explain isn't. something. Israel doesn't have to answer to us. They don't have to listen to anybody. But they're but they're being polite. They they are being polite. For God's sakes, Joe. After all, is the president of the United States of America, the most powerful, well-respected nation in the world. Not, yeah, he put himself in harm's way, yeah. but, uh, you know, uh, a set of steps puts Joe in harm's way, so. <laughs> That's true. Uh, in the meantime, I don't know if you heard this or not, uh, while Joe's flying into uh, Israel, uh, at the U.S. embassies in the Middle East, you're hearing a lot of this. <laughs> I mean, tens of thousands of people have shown up at these embassies. Tell me this isn't planned in all these different countries. And they're screaming and they're protesting. And I guess at some of the embassies, the security guards have thrown smoke bombs and trying to disperse people from uh, doing, you know, crazy so things. So are people around the world rebelling against authority? No, I, I think that, uh, I mean, in, in our own country, Bill, we've had these pop-up demonstrations mm -hmm. on universities. Mm -hmm. uh, I cannot believe that so many students on these campuses are stupid like they appear to be. I mean, Harvard University, right? It's got to cost sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year to send your kid to Harvard so you can be educated by the likes of the former mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. That's what she's doing now, by the way. Lori Lightfoot, you know, the one that looks like the gnome. Yeah. You know, she is... Uh, She's now a professor teaching government or something. How, how to run your city into the ground by uh, Professor Lori Lightfoot. And uh, you're spending all this money. So what happens? They get up there to Harvard they, and, and they literally protest. There was a group on the campus, I believe, Jews for Palestine. Does anybody, has anybody sat down and said to these young people, excuse me, um, you realize, of course, that if you went over there right now and you said, I'm a Jew for Palestine, they would they would take you hostage if they didn't kill you? Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, uh, Lightfoot's uh, educational background, mm -hmm. I don't know much about her. I, I don't. I think she. I, I think she's got a. I think she's got a GED or something. I don't know. I. I have no idea what her. Oh, that qualifies. I don't yeah. know. See, I'm just wondering. Is she a Harvard? Uh, I don't know. My gosh, I I say uh, a Did you go to Harvard? <laughs> oh uh, my God! Hey, talk about uh, overrated. You know, there was a time when if you said, you know, a BA, a bachelor's degree, is a bachelor's degree. I mean, if you go to, you know, Funmin U and have a bachelor's degree and is accredited, it shouldn't be any different than getting a bachelor's degree, same accreditation from Harvard. But it is. If you have a bachelor's degree from Harvard, my God, <laughs> that's not well, just a know, bachelor's I'm, degree. That's a you bachelor's know the difference. degree. Yeah, yeah but the difference. Yeah, it's seventy thousand dollars. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, we we live in strange times where we have all these demonstrations. There was also now I I can't show this to you. But out of nowhere, maybe you saw this, I think it was in Columbus, Ohio, uh, there was a group of paramilitary, it looked like soldiers or demonstrators, 
marching in lockstep. I'm talking about 50 or 60 guys in the in these strange almost do you remember what the brown shirts used to wear in Germany the brown shirts literally were called, yeah. they were called the brown shirts because they wore brownish shirts and right. very clever and they all wore the same kind of baseball cap and that was what a brown shirt was well over in this demonstration i guess it was yesterday or over the weekend these marchers were wearing gray shirts light gray shirts and dark pants like dark br black pants or something and they were singing hail to columbia or something like honest to god and they were walking in lockstep and somebody wrote down feds <laughs> and because somebody said these aren't real these aren't real feds and i was thinking tell me please dear god tell me that our government isn't trying to stage these demonstrations because these guys came off the radar they came out of nowhere these aren't, aren't people you ever saw or heard of before and suddenly they had a flag they were all carrying these it looked like american flags but they had been altered to have waves in the in the bars and they had stars but they weren't the stars so it literally looked like uh, some kind of a it was it looked like a scene from a movie you know it looked like these were uh, soldiers from an alternate universe or something. It, it was it was uh, the strangest darn thing. I'll tell you where I saw it. If you go to Twitter and to Laura Logan's, uh, you know, her web page, her site on Twitter, uh, she had the video and she wrote, "This has got to be fake." And 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 you'll see the video. You'll see that I'm not uh, I'm not kidding. So, well, there's a lot of things that our government has done. You go back to the CIA and, and yeah. the, you know, everything with the Contras and all the investigations that came out of that. And uh, who was at the head of uh, that snake? Uh, I think his uh, name was Bush. But, um, you know, we have, uh, well, the CIA has done some nefarious stuff. FBI is doing the same thing. I mean, who's pulling those strings? How do you get 50, 50 federal agents to to participate in a sham like this. I mean, literally, there had to be 50 or 60 guys marching in lockstep, singing Hail to Columbia, holding these foreign flags in an American city. And you wonder, I mean, do we have that many people in this country who are disloyal to this country that would do, would participate, even if it's a scam, if it's not real, especially if it's not real, if it's, if it's made to to uh, scare the populace that there's a subunit out there that is working against our, you know, our government. I mean, well, if they, you know, if they're, it depends on their personality makeup. You know, they might think that they're doing something good, and they're destroying democracy. You know, and and somebody is pulling those strings. Going, yeah, get them in here. They'll mark lockstep to what we tell them to do. How so do you how tools. do you keep it quiet? How do you keep Everybody in that unit quiet. You think somebody would would have second thoughts and maybe go back to the motel and say, "Yeah, this this is wrong. This is a scam. This is this is a uh, this is a, a, an affront to American democracy." You know, I mean, you would think somebody would would realize that, but apparently these these guys maybe they're not American. Maybe they're maybe maybe they came uh, across maybe they came across the this is interesting. 
maybe they came across our southern border. You know, you know, we, we, we how many times have we said that uh, most of the people coming across the border are military aged men? Let's say they came across our southern border. These these people and they were uh, they were trained maybe in Honduras or someplace. They were given their uniforms here, and now they're marching in lockstep across the bridge. Well, Joe opened the borders, and the one way to throw over uh, overthrow a country like this is to do it from within. And we don't even know how many of the gotaways and illegals are yeah. now in the United we, we, The numbers that we have been given or estimated to have here yeah. are all wrong. And that, that was something I was reading yesterday, that the numbers overwhelm the statistics that even we yeah. have reported. I read the so, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's you, you got over tens of millions in the United States already and increasing every we are we are importing an entire nation to our nation and we will have a civil civil war of the new Americans versus the old Americans and the the sad thing is they're armed you know I got to tell you a story I was watching yesterday and I've seen it several times it's it's a really good movie if you haven't seen it uh, go on online and, and do a search for uh, Three Days of the Condor mm. with Robert Redford. And it was, I think, filmed in 1973 or 74. Uh, it's still relevant. It's still relevant. It's about a, a CIA employee, not really an agent. He worked at, a, at an office that was a CIA office in New York, and he goes out for lunch. And while he's out for lunch... Uh, Someone comes in, a group come into the office, and they literally kill everybody in the in in the place. They kill the whole the whole uh, CIA uh, organization in that facility. They're all killed. The guy Robert Redford comes back with his sandwich at lunchtime. He goes inside. He discovers all this, and the the whole idea is that uh, all of a sudden the people who did the killing realize there's one guy they missed. That's Robert Redford. And for the next three days, they're trying to eliminate that problem, meaning they're trying to kill him. And it's a terrific, uh, terrific thriller. You'll like it. But in one point in the in the story, Redford says, "Wait a second. What you're saying is that there's a CIA in the CIA." Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, "Ooh." There's an intelligence organization inside an intelligence organization. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we could be living in right now. Well, it's funny you should mention that. You know, you remember the cancel culture and, hey, we got to rewrite history. That, that's in our recent history here in the past year and two years, taking down statues and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the, uh, the, well, you know who uh, Orwell is. 19. Funny you should say that, my friend, because right here in my sweaty little palms, my yes, stack they're of trying stuff. to cancel him. Good old Georgie. Yes, I wanted to just show you on the camera, Bill. I don't know if you can see this, but uh, yeah. my uh, George Orwell story yes. here. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying they don't want people to know that that there are people like them out there. <laughs> yeah. So they got to take away. You can't write, write or make this stuff up because of what he wrote. 
he tells you about people like the people that we are talking about, and they don't want you to know that there was ever a publication that actually mentioned who and what they are. So the best thing to do is just get rid of the books. This is almost like speaking of another book and another conspiracy thing, like Fahrenheit, what was it, Fahrenheit 451, remember that? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, which was kind of scary, you know, and the, um, you know where they want to just ban everything and all knowledge, and the fire department would come out and burn the books. Mm-hmm. And then it was one guy in that movie that said, this isn't right. You know, we need this. So then, you know, he started having second thoughts about it. But we're doing what, you know, we're we're becoming what we feared, you know. George Orwell, right? He he was 46 years old when he died. Mm -hmm. He died in January of 1950. I was just a little, little boy. (laughs) Wee little boy. Uh, Yes. Um, The thing is... Why is it so important now that they ruin this man's reputation? He wrote a, a book that was prophetic. He wrote a book. It was 1984. The only thing that was wrong with the book is the date was off a bit. 1984. A lot of it's actually started. A lot of it actually started before 1984. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. he just he just assumed by then. Yeah, this would be there. Yeah, and but you know what? Maybe the CIA within the CIA was there it just takes a little while to you know she, she what's what's happened is there's a biographer who's writing a biography about george orwell's wife and this biographer says that george orwell was quote sadistic misogynistic homophobic sometimes violent uh a complicated man a brilliant writer uh she's writing all these things but it's like she, the guy's been dead for 72 years, folks, 72 years. And all of a sudden, this person who, I guarantee you this, I guarantee you that this biographer never met George Orwell because he died in 1950. And what are the names that the, this writer is calling George? Uh, misogynistic. I've sad- heard that before. Sadistic. Homophobic, uh-huh. oh. sometimes violent man. Well, everything on there has been accused of the right except oh, sure. homophobic, and that has actually come out in the uh, the the scenes, the writings of uh, Obama. You're right, and uh, which I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. But you know what? Generally speaking, when somebody throws a label out there, they're they're projecting what they see in the mirror of themselves on you. Yeah. So anytime somebody says that about the right or says that about you, you know, it's not about you. It is about them. You know, his books are still selling like bestsellers. 1984, Animal Farm, these books, they're still selling like bestsellers. Because mm-hmm. because if the guy did anything, he did have an idea of where the world was going. He could... He could see around corners that where other people couldn't. You and I couldn't. He, you know, most people couldn't. He could see around him. He had the gift, and he and had the per, he he read ahead. the personality traits, and that's why they would say, "Well, he's pessimistic." If you know, 
I'm sometimes pessimistic. You know that talking to me because I'm going. Oh wow, it, yeah. it's hopeless. Yeah, it, I mean the world is hopeless. I mean you know you hope that things can change, but I've you know I've come to the conclusion, and that might be Lesko too. Is like you know what, I'm fighting a battle that'll never be won. You know, and at some point in time, you you jump off the good fight and just say. I'm going to go enjoy uh, well, life. It's a serious temptation because anybody who's been paying attention to politics like you and I have over the last few years, um, mm-hmm. it is depressing because yeah. story after story, especially under this administration, it, it's just terribly depressing. The border's shot. Uh, we're losing wars. Our military is at an all-time low. We, we're, our society is bending over backwards to accommodate the, the weirdest and most strange segment of the society, bending over backwards and ignoring the good people of our society. You know, we, we always talk about how we've got to be tolerant of A or tolerant of B. How about the minority being tolerant of the majority? I'm just saying, what's wrong well, with that? Yeah, well, you know, it's our education system that's done done us wrong. Because I agree. I, I I even listen to my son. He goes, hey, you know, I don't worry about things that happened before I was born, because you weren't taught about things that happened before you were born. You know, life you leave crumbs. Your your yeah. your story, your history, are breadcrumbs so that people can go back and retrace the history and see what you did right and what you did wrong. But they're picking up all those breadcrumbs. They don't want you to see the past. So these kids aren't looking back. They're looking at right here and now. And the only the only solution is we got to crash hey, and burn. If that, we got to crash and burn. If more people, if, if everybody thought like that, though, like, and I'm not, I'm not picking out on your son because I, I think that's the way it is for most of the young people, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't, they shouldn't pay attention to uh, how an engine works. They should just, when they have to fix their car, Go to the car, open the hood, and try to figure out how the whole thing works before you know you you get it. Don't look at any manual because the manual might have been written before you were born. Don't don't talk to a mechanic. He might be older than you are and have all this experience that he can bring to fixing your engine. Forget that. Just open the hood and go fix the motor by yourself. Figure it out without looking back at the history of the internal combustion engine see how that works out for you well actually they they want to be able to go to youtube and see a video on it yeah but even um, even that's cheating because the youtube well, yeah it is cheating yeah 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 um i mean heck for a lot of people they don't realize that youtube was probably around before they were born oh gosh well it was i yeah. mean youtube was around you know he, he'll be 21 here uh actually uh next month you know and, and if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Isn't that the, the expression? Maybe it's a paraphrase. Right. So that's why you got to get rid of history so that uh, you know, the nefarious people, they're going to do okay. Because, like you said, it's power and money, and they want it. They want it. You got it. They're going to take it, and they're not going to let you see, you know, the the tricks that they're doing so they got to get well you know if we're getting anything out of this vote if we're getting anything out of this vote and we not may not get jim jordan we may end i heard by the way jeffries make a suggestion yesterday that the perfect speaker of the house 
that both sides would would uh, agree, approve of is Liz Cheney. He said I was just going to say he said you know, it with a straight face, Bill. He he said it sincerely. Liz Cheney, who is not even a representative anymore, would be the perfect Speaker of the House. Uh, yeah, you know, I knew somewhere that this weasel woman would we get herself back into it. And could you imagine? You know, she could be the she could be the 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 elixir that they put into the mix and say, "Oh man, well she's going to be the Speaker of the House for the Republicans." All the Democrats took the House back over. We'd still like to have Liz because she represents the deep dark. On both uh, sides, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how people would tolerate it. I don't know how the we Democrats would. Democrats would, they would all vote, and all you, you'd only need a, a couple of Republicans, and that's it. Actually, with two eleven, and then you get those twenty holdouts. You're probably right. They probably would have Liz Cheney as the speaker. And, well, all, and, all you have to do is get uh, six people. And what that's does that it. take us as a country? Do, do you think there'll be an uprising? Do you think people will start demonstrating in the streets? Do you think people will start showing their anger? You know, another thing is happening that a lot of us aren't paying attention to. All of this turmoil is, is, is festering as we're approaching the cold winter months. When we mm -hmm. get into snow, we get into low temperatures, the months that are not conducive to demonstrations. Seriously. I mean, we're creatures of, uh, of the weather. I mean, if, if the weather's bad, we stay inside. So... Um, but well, anyway, Bill, number I, one, you know, would 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 they pro protest or do anything if Liz got in? I think that they would be upset, but I think a lot of people go, I'm "Not going to do anything. I I don't want to get involved. I'll let somebody else do that. Surely somebody else will do that." Sorry, but the time to be proactive for everybody to be proactive, and I'm not saying go out and pick you know pick up your uh, pitchforks and and uh, torches. But I am telling you, you've got to be proactive. Make the phone calls. Show up at uh, not demonstrations, but rallies. You know, and but you know, the left will call any any rally you have a demonstration and an insurrection, and then they'll lock you up. And if you say, "Well, I'm sorry, I I should I, I guess I shouldn't have gone there," oh, well, I don't think you've repented enough. I'm going to throw you in jail for ten. Yeah, let's make it fifteen. Mm. Teach your butt how to really think. You got to think left. You know, um, we have all these people uh, demonstrating uh, in the, on the university campuses. No problem. They can get a flash mob like that. But you don't see good people demonstrating. <laughs> I'm just saying. You don't see <clears throat> when I say good people. Uh, and, well, I, maybe I take that back. I, when we had a, a massive demonstration of good people, uh, we were attacked. They were attacked by their own government. Their mm. own government put uh, uh, many of them in prison for no good reason. And I, yeah. I I truly believe that, for no good reason. I never thought that I would see the day that the government attacked its own people, but they did that day. But and maybe that's what they're afraid of. Maybe people figure, oh, look, I got a family, I got a house, I got, I got a life, and uh, I, I don't like what's happening, but... Uh, I saw the government and what they're doing to the January 6th demonstrators. They don't deserve, they should have, at the very, very 
most, they should have gotten a little slap on the wrist, maybe a $500 fine and a citation or something like that, and sent home to their families. Nope, not these guys. But, you know, if you say at the very most they should have gotten a slap on the wrist and a $500 fine, that's an admittance of guilt. Yeah, I but, don't believe there was any guilt there. My, no, I, I, I don't believe there was any guilt. I think I agree with you 100%, but I'm, I'm saying that at the very most i mean the bad guys have control okay they should have just uh as a sign of displeasure they should have given them a small penalty and send them home some of these people are in jail for 30 30 years 22 you know years done? if i had if i were a judge and i had to impose a uh, uh, a punishment on them mm-hmm. i would have said okay how many hours went into the so-called insurrection, two, three, four hours. Yeah, I would take that number, double it, and say community service for that amount of time. Right. If it's four hours, you do eight hours of community service, and think twice before you do something. But like see, that you're again. a decent, honest, That's good. That's what I would do. You're a decent, honest, good man. I want you to. I, I point to these corrupt judges we're seeing in the cases against Trump. It's hard to imagine that our judicial system is staffed with a whole litany of uh, of of judges who are as corrupt as the people they're supposed to be judging. I mean, we have this Chutkin down in in uh, Washington D.C. Uh, sh- she is unbelievable. She is a she's the one who threw the gag order on President Trump, a partial gag order. But you shouldn't have had any gag order. And if you look at the actual order. It's the most vague order, no specifics. She can get him for sneezing and, and yeah. put him in jail. And that, that's the whole point. They want to stop him from campaigning because they know that every time he goes out, his numbers grow. Everything they do against him, his numbers grow. They have to cut his legs off. So all he's got to do is open his mouth and go, um, and then well, say, you know, he, you've he, set it up there. It We're going to lock you up, Bill. It hasn't stopped him. He's still talking, and I think you're you're right. I I think he may end up in jail, uh, but I think if that happens, he His will numbers be a, will he'll be a martyr, Bill. And the other thing is, is I don't know how you can put a former president in prison. Well, I think they're going to try it. They're building up their nerve. They're going to try it. Uh, I think that they realize that. I hate to say it, and I'm not the only one that said it. They're going to have to have bad times fall upon his health. And they need to lock him up for that. And when they do, uh, there's going to be protests. But if he dies, yeah. you know, well, that's died, all. He, he, he maybe try to pull an Epstein on him in prison. Yeah. He'll, yeah, and they'll, they'll say it was him. The news will be there. They probably was, already yeah. got the copy. He was so depressed probably, in prison. You know, everyone knows that the man is anything but depressed about any. He's he's enthusiastic and uh, anything but depressed. But they'll say, well, he got depressed and the guards walked away for a few minutes to get a coffee. And, and that was the end of it, you know. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I, you know, I'm going to remind the left. Well, I, I'll say this. I bet you there's probably a memo right now. Uh, that's out there instructing the news media how to write that story when it happens. If you're a right-leaning person and you know of that, find it. Get it out there because catch yeah. them with their pants down because they're going to do it. 
But I'll remind the left in the words of Joe Biden just the other day. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. You know, the other Aren't thing they the keep forgetting, the other thing they keep forgetting. Yeah, there's Donald. We are the freest, most just country in the world. Bill, there's Donald J. Trump, you know, the former president. But then there's Donald J. Trump Jr., who believes much the same way that his dad believes. There's Eric Trump, who believes much like his father. I mean, uh, there are other Trumps in line that may grab the torch if he were to fall. So understand that he's not he's not alone. Well, you know what? The Nikki Haley's out there that the left is trying to push, oh, and the Chris Christie's, well, and they... their numbers aren't there. But here's the question for Chris Christie, because this will tell you where his little fat butt sits. <laughs> what happens, what happens, Mr. Christie, if something bad happens to Trump, you know, from the left, and, he, and his life is gone? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? And his answer would be very important, because he doesn't care. Well, you know, he's you know, not running for president. He's running for uh, spite. Really. Yeah. He's not running for president. He's running for spite. There's what about Nikki? Oh, Nikki, these people are delusional. I mean, Mike Pence had a, a town hall last night on Newsmax. I didn't watch it because... His numbers are so bad that he's got to drop out. Well, he's he had to put 150000 of his own dollars into his campaign just to keep it going because he's not getting the financial support. But yet he's mm -hmm. still doing it. You got to wonder why. Don't these guys see the polls? I mean, come on. You can't win. I have as much well, of a chance as he does. Well, if you talk to the right people, you could. Yeah. Um, you know, some of that Soros money. Some people were talking over the, the past few days about uh, these Hamas, pro Hamas supporters who are in the United States mm -hmm. on green cards. They believe a lot of them are at these protests, and they go to these protests, and they, they say terrible things about Israel, and, the, and they say terrible things about the United States, and they step on the Israeli flag, and they step on the American flag, and they have green cards. They're here as guests. So uh, they asked Tom Cotton over the weekend, I guess it was on Fox News Sunday, what he would do. Tom Cotton, senator, uh, he had some thoughts. Listen. All right, joining us now, Arkansas Republican Senator Tom Cotton, a Republican who serves on the Senate Intelligence Committee. Senator, welcome back. Um, let's start with this conversation about U.S. boots on the ground. Um, you heard Admiral Kirby say, not ruling anything in or out, but you've called for special operators to go in. We have specially trained warriors in the Army and the Navy whose main mission is to rescue American hostages wherever they may be. Uh, of course, those decisions have to be made based on the intelligence and the facts on the ground, but it should never be ruled out that American soldiers will save American lives. This is the worst attack on Jews since the Holocaust, but it's also one of the worst terrorist attacks on the American people in recent times as well. We now have 29 Americans killed and at latest reporting 14 who are unaccounted for. So if there is an opportunity for America's elite warriors to save American citizens, that's the responsibility of our government. It's not the responsibility of the government of Israel. So we're all now still trying to make sense of this. I don't think we can. Um, Hamas operates in a way that, well, I don't know if this is just about sheer terror, if it was just trying to take Jewish lives or what it was, um, but there's one opinion piece over the New York Times has this theory, perhaps because Hamas knew that Israel would then respond by inflicting even more suffering on Gazans in 
ways that would make Hamas more popular. Do you worry that what's happening now will lend credence to the argument that Hamas makes to disaffected young people, that Israel is the oppressor, that it needs to be wiped out? No, Shannon. Uh, Hamas is dedicated to the destruction of Israel as a nation and the death of the Jewish people. That's in their charter. Um, Israel has inflicted no suffering on Gaza. Hamas is responsible for the suffering in Gaza. They've been in charge there for 16 years. They didn't have to spend the billions of dollars they get from countries like Iran on things like tunnels and missiles. They could have spent it on water and power plants. Hamas is the only, the only, their sole responsibility for any suffering the people of Gaza have currently have already had or for any civilian casualties in Gaza because Hamas intentionally uses women and children and the elderly for human shields. And, and if, if you don't want your hospitals or your schools or your mosque bombed, you shouldn't use them for military purposes. But you know the images that we're going to get. They're going to say this is Israel. They are carpet bombing and blanketing um, the Gaza Strip in a way that leaves, first of all, food and water cut off, a humanitarian crisis and destruction there. Shannon, as far as I'm concerned, Israel can bounce the rubble in Gaza. Anything that happens in Gaza is the responsibility of Hamas. Hamas killed women and children in Israel last weekend. If women and children die in Gaza, it will be because Hamas is using them, using them as human shields. Because they're not currently allowing them to uh, evacuate, as Israel has asked them to do so. Gaza it is the responsibility of Hamas. And if Hamas uses schools and kindergartens and mosques for military purposes, Israel has every right under the laws of war to strike back. And it is, God, it is Hamas that's committing war crimes by using those civilians to create the imagery to try to put pressure on the Biden administration to cave, to not do what, he's, what President Biden says he's going to do in Ukraine, which is to back them for as long as it takes. If we can back Ukraine for as long as it takes, surely we can back Israel for as long as it takes. So I want to talk about this issue of Iran. Obviously, they have supported these groups. Whether there's a direct link here or not, the administration is still not willing to say. But um, one of your colleagues in the Senate um, had this to say earlier in the week about us potentially going directly after Iran. Here's Senator Graham. If you escalate the war by urging Hezbollah to attack Israel in the north, if Hamas kills one American or Israeli hostage, we're going to blow up your oil refineries and put you out of business. It is now time to take the war to the Ayatollah's backyard. Do you agree? Do you think that's an unnecessary provocation that could turn this into a regional or even world war? Well, first off, it's the Obama-Biden policy that has emboldened Iran now going back more than a decade, giving them hundreds of billions of dollars in sanctions relief. And I have to say the arguments from John Kirby now are so unpersuasive and so disingenuous to be offered only in bad faith. Everybody knows that Iran got $6 billion in ransom. And as you said, Shannon, that $6 billion freed up $6 billion that otherwise would have gone to other purposes. They got $10 billion of payments through Iraq that this administration approved. They got over $40 billion of relief in just refusal to enforce to the max the oil sanctions on Iran. So this administration has emboldened Iran time and time again. Now, the immediate objective has to be the recovery of American and Israeli citizens, if we can find those hostages, and then the total 
destruction of Hamas, not just as a terror group, but as a governing entity and a social movement. Now, it, if Iran tries to escalate, but either directly or using Hezbollah, they need to understand that severe consequences will follow, not just from Israel, but from the United States as well. Look, Hamas would not exist as a military entity without Iran. Would Soon Hamas won't exist, and Iran needs to decide if it wants to follow in Hamas's footsteps. Would those be military responses or consequences from the U.S.? Nothing should be off the table. And Iran and Hezbollah should understand that we have two carrier strike groups in the region for a reason. And we are not going to sit by and let Iran and its cat's paws like Hamas and Hezbollah try to destroy Israel as a nation. We will strike back forcefully. We will protect our interests. This administration needs to conduct a complete reversal of its Iran policy. Again, John Kirby talked about our responses to attacks on our troops. The Secretary of Defense said under questioning from me earlier this year that Iran has attacked our troops directly or through its proxies more than 80 times. We've only hit back four or five times. There's little wonder why Iran is so emboldened when this administration is so hesitant to hold it to account. I want to ask you about former President Trump. This week he took a number of swipes at Prime Minister Netanyahu, who is in the middle of a war now. Um, there were, it raised a lot of eyebrows. People were concerned. When this is a person who's been described as the most pro-Israel president in history, he has a lot of actions and a record to show that. Were you surprised by his take and the words of calling Hezbollah, quote, very smart, not that he supports them, but giving them any kind of accolades in the middle of this? Well, he's since said that he stands firmly with Israel and with the prime minister. I understand they've had some personal disagreements, but when you're in the middle of a war, obviously personal disagreements between heads of states uh, pale in comparison to the national interest. I know that President Biden and Prime Minister Netanyahu have had their differences as well, but he has said that he is going to give unwavering and rock-solid support to the Prime Minister. What concerns me even more is this administration's actions. As I've said, they've been soft in Iran versus President Trump, who was very, very tough on Iran and stood squarely with Israel. And just look more broadly. It, it wasn't on President Trump's watch that Kabul collapsed in 21. It wasn't on President Trump's watch that Russia invaded Ukraine. It wasn't on President Trump's watch that Iran unleashed its proxy, Hamas, uh, to slaughter Jews in Israel. All these things happened under President Biden because President Biden has been tempting America's enemies with his weakness and his concessions. Very quickly, I want to ask you about the nomination of Jack Lew to be ambassador to the Senate. Expedite that. Do you have questions as Senator Cruz and others have had? About Abs that absolutely not. Jack Lew is an Iran sympathizer who has no business being our ambassador. It's bad for the United States. It's bad for Israel to have an Iran sympathizer as our ambassador to that country. He helped Iran evade American sanctions, and he lied to Congress about it. He defended the Obama administration's refusal to use our veto at the United Nations in the final days of the Obama administration to protect Israel from anti-Semitic resolutions. I know Democrats are saying that we need to confirm Jack Lew quickly to show our support for Israel. I would say it's the exact opposite. We need to defeat Jack Lew's nomination to show that we have a new approach to Iran. We will track that on Capitol Hill. Senator, thank you for your time always. Thank you, Shannon. Shannon Breen and uh, interview with uh, Senator Tom Cotton. Uh, that was last Sunday on uh, mm -hmm. on Fox News. You know, uh, yesterday, I don't know whether you heard this or not, uh, and supposedly uh, the Palestinians are saying the Israelis uh, uh, sent a missile that hit a hospital and killed hundreds of people. I'm hearing it was 500 people who were killed, um, and maybe more. But Israel say, no, no, it, it wasn't our missile that did this. It was a Palestinian Hamas missile 
that was launched in a barrage of missiles, and one of them went errant and hit the hospital. Apparently, they fly right mm-hmm. over the hospital when they're leaving the Gaza Strip. And uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said, analysis of Israeli Defense Force operational systems indicates that the rockets were fired by terrorists in Gaza. Uh, And uh, it goes on and on. The entire world should know it was barbaric terrorists in Gaza that attacked the hospital in Gaza and not the IDF, Netanyahu said. Now, Mm -hmm. the difference is they have a lot of homemade missiles and stuff like that in Gaza. The Israelis have very sophisticated missiles that are, you know, manufactured to spec, and most of those are know exactly where they're going to go. So I kind I kind of lean with the Israeli answer that it was a an errant missile fired. I've actually heard, by the way, that right. some of these missiles are stationed on the roofs of hospitals and other. Uh, buildings like uh, schools and things like that, well, courtyards. How do we know they didn't just go ahead and say, you know, because they have no value in life. So why wouldn't they just go and take out the hospital and say, that was Israel? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it sure uh, trying to get the world's opinion to uh, change. Yeah, because they'll, they'll do anything that they can to get that, uh, the, the court of public opinion. And, you know, our, in America, our heart dangles on a string. And all they got to do is play with that string. And, yeah. Ooh, we'll you know, send money. Now they're saying, now the uh, Hamas leaders are saying, oh, wait a second. The foreign hostages that we took, it, that was an accident. We, we didn't mean to, uh, to take the foreign hostages. So in the next day or two, we're going to repatriate these people. Of course, it hasn't happened yet, but they're, they're trying to make it sound like it was a mistake. How do you accidentally capture people. I mean, you, you they went in a gunpoint, they grabbed them by their hair or their shirt or whatever and dragged them into Gaza. How is that an accident? We, I don't know. But, you know, now Joe had said that, uh, or the United States is saying, well, you're there. Uh, if we're going to, you know, patriot you, get you out of there and fly you back home, you're going to reimburse the government. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, I saw the that. government issues your passport. You know, is that not an enticement? I mean, you know, you're free to travel, do what you want. Isn't the government's responsibility, uh, isn't it their responsibility to protect their citizens? It's not their fault that all hell broke out there. Wait a second. This is the same government that is opening the doors to thousands of people at our southern border. The same government that is giving them plane rides and bus rides to cities around our country then the same government who's putting them up for free in hotels and places like that, and the same government that's giving them $2,500 a month living expenses, more than you get on Social Security. This is the same government. And they're turning around to American citizens who are stuck in a, in a combat zone, and they're saying, oh, yeah, we'll get you out, but you're going to have to reimburse us for the flight. Yeah, well, you know what? If I were that citizen, when I got back to the United States, I think I'd do what Giuliani's doing and sue the president and sue the government, as a matter of fact, because it is his doings that has caused you physical harm and financial loss. I mean, the people that are there held hostage, what has that done to them, their life extendancy, their mental um, wear for all? Stress. Uh, they, they've gone through. Hey, listen. 
We got money to give away, so why couldn't they pay me a trillion dollars a I mean, day this, for being you really held hostage? This guy, that this guy Lou, that uh, the Biden administration wants to be the the ambassador to Israel, is an Iran sympathizer. He, yeah. Tom Cotton said, "Wait a second, I don't want this guy being the uh, uh, U.S. ambassador to Israel. He's an Iran supporter. You know what an affront that would be to." Uh, I mean, but this Rob is, Malley. Look at Rob Malley, who has now been found to be, you know, yeah, and pro you, Palestine. And speaking of weird things in government, before we end the show, didn't you tell me about uh, Rachel Levine and what Rachel? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Rachel is imposing a pronoun mandate in some eighty thousand <laughs> federal employees that because this is a health issue. I mean, yes. I want to be known as him, yes, and me if too. I'm not addressed as him. You know, but th- th- it goes beyond that. He wants to be a he, she, or uh-huh. she, he, or a he, he, or a ha, ha. <laughs> or a tee, he. You Ta-da. That's my pronoun. Ta-da. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sitting here going, okay, Rachel, you know, I'll, I'll one-up on, uh, on that because, you know, I have short-term memory loss. So what? you could tell me your pronoun. Huh? Uh, yeah. You could tell me your pronoun, and I would go, you know, three seconds later, like a goldfish, or ten seconds later, huh? What was yeah, it? Yeah. So <laughs> I memorized one pronoun What's so that, that you know, and, and when somebody gives yes. me their pronouns, I figured I'd come up with one universal pronoun. And that, that what, is that, what is that one universal pronoun? Numbskull. <laughs> hey, numbskull, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> You uh, numbskull, you! <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, uh, that is going to do it. Uh, things to look out for today. Well, of course, the president is in a war zone. and, and he was He was advised, by the way, by a lot of people, don't go. It's dangerous. You're putting a lot of people in harm's way. You also are interfering with an active uh, war campaign. You're going over and in, in you're adding your two cents in a place that it's, it's a little busy right now, but uh, he's there, and uh, you got to pray that everything works out and that he gets out of there safely. But a lot of people have their questions as to whether that will happen. Well, is he scary. is a numbskull. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Explains it all. Yeah. Um, what, what else should we watch out for today? I guess. Uh, uh, oh, I heard of another explosion. Of another, oh, this time oh, was the, the gas pipeline. A pipeline, the guys, yeah. The guys hit it with their excavator. Well, that's they what they're saying, but they don't really know. They had to evacuate. Ten thousand people evacuated. Yeah, ten thousand people were evacuated. Uh, so the Dakotas. Yep. Somewhere? So, so what, I mean, all I'm saying is uh, uh, a lot of that's going around these days, folks. What the heck is going on? Is it really is something as simple as a, a guy hitting it with his backhoe, or was there more to it? Hmm. Well, yeah, they're sitting there going, yeah, we had to evacuate all these people. Oh, there's really no explosion. We just hit the gas line. There was no fire or anything oh, like of that. Course, yeah. So could could you give us some details? No. Uh, we really don't know what happened there. <laughs> exactly. Wait a minute. You just gave yes. an explanation. And now well, you, you, you we were hoping you'd fall for that one, but uh, obviously yeah, it hasn't You caught us yeah. here with, uh, with your little light <laughs> here. <laughs> anyway, um, have a great day, my friend. Uh, if you want to reach us, uh, you can call us at 833 833- Five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Mail at it's another day.com, mail at Jim and Bill.com and Jim and Bill at Mail.com. I have a letter from the mail room. Hang on. You do? Yeah, hang on. Oh good. It's, it was addressed actually to you, Jim. Okay. Uh, I'm excited hang on. about it. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Oh. 
What's it say? What's it say? Tell me. Tell me. Hasta la vista, baby. Baby. We're out of here. Goodbye. The Voice of Freedom. CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>